Hey, hey, loves. Welcome to Galaxy Vibes. Okay, so tonight is something special, guys. Today is March 22nd, 2021. It's a national holiday. It is my birthday. Yes, it's my 35th birthday, y'all, and I'm so happy and grateful to be here. I really appreciate all the love and support that the people around me have really shown me, and I appreciate it in advance. I am so grateful for everything you guys have shown me as my Galaxy Vibe family, and the people that's around, like, I just, I'm just so grateful. I don't know how to put it in words, but that's the best I can do for <laughs> I love you. I love you. I love you from the bottom of my heart. And speaking of hearts, today we're going to talk about philophobia, a.k.a. The fear of love and this is something that I know all too well about guys so before we get into it I just want to say hello to all the new people that have tuned in welcome y'all I really appreciate y'all coming here this is a podcast where I just have a little chat with y'all I just you know spill it <laughs> And we just talk about some things that we've been through, ways to heal, and sometimes just a way to get things off of our chest. But sometimes it just feels better when you hear somebody talk about something that you're currently going through or something you went through, and you feel like you're alone, but I'm here to tell you that you are not alone, okay? Not only am I here for you, it's plenty of other people out there in this world that's there for you as well, in spirit, Okay? So for all the people that have been here before, been there, done that, bought the ticket, <laughs> on the plane, rode the rides, welcome back. Hi, y'all. I love you. Thank you for continuing to tune in to, you know, listen to me express myself. I appreciate it. And I really do care about everything that you've done for me energetically, Okay. So, it's something new I'm going to start doing. I have a little bell here. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to start clearing the air, clearing the space, getting all the negative energies out of here. <laughs> you don't need it. Bye. Okay. So, let's just jump right into what philophobia is. I'm going to break it all the way down for y'all. I'm going to give you some wonderful tips and tricks to jump this hurdle get over this moon do what you got to do i'm going to give you some excellent crystals to help you through your journey if that's what you're into i'm also going to give you some positive affirmations at the end that you can say to yourself every day or when you feel the need to to help you through this hurdle because this is something that is not light this is something that really prevents people from opening up and having beautiful experiences. And it's something that's hard to see with your own eyes. But once you see it, you can't unsee it, okay? <laughs> and if you know someone who's dealing with philophobia, I also have some information and some tips 
that you can give to the person that you love that's going through this, okay? Because we're all in this together. We're all here to help each other. And I really want you guys to know that it's all love here. (laughs) And it's all love around you. So let's get into it. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. (laughs) I'm going to be real silly tonight. So yeah, y'all know. Okay, so, oh, I just want to say before I get started, (laughs) so, since it's my birthday, if you guys would like to bless your girl for her birthday, you can donate to my channel if you like, or you can sponsor me, or you can cash at me at money sign S-H-A-B-S-M-I-T-H money sign s-h-a-b-s-m-i-t-h i will greatly appreciate it love you okay enough of that so let's get into what the fear of love is or philophobia so first i'm going to give you i'm going to break down some things that you might go through or some things that your body might go through when you have a fear of love when you when you experience philophobia um and it's a serious matter and sometimes i would your body reacts to your emotions your body reacts to traumas that you go through your body reacts to the physical not only physically well actually it reacts physically based off of the emotions that you feel the things that you go through the things that you ha- you have going on in your mind your body will react to that and sometimes you don't realize or you don't even know what's going on but I'm here to tell you that it's not in your head you may go to the doctor and the doctor might say I've said this before in previous podcasts the doctor might tell you like we we can't find anything that's wrong like we don't know what's wrong with you maybe you're imagining this maybe this is something that you're just thinking up you know but it's not don't feel like you're crazy. Don't feel like you you're you're going mad or anything like that or you're imagining these things. These things are really happening to you. That's like if you're stressed out, you might have a heart attack or you could have a stroke. Your body will shut down. You 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 know you might start shaking, you might start sweating profusely. Anything might happen if you go through something traumatic. So a lot of some of the things that might happen is this you might have heightened amounts of physical pain that comes from putting your body under a tremendous amount of stress when you fear something you put your body through a tremendous amount of stress stress fear brings about stress so remember that you can also experience inflammation heart attacks chronic pain arthritis weaken the immune system i know for me i have dealt with this when i have been under a tremendous amount of stress even when it comes to matters of the heart i have experienced extreme inflammation where my i will wake up and sometimes i don't even have to wake up i can just be doing anything my hands will swell up so bad my arms my elbows my knees my feet my ankles like my whole body will basically just swell my face 
you know, my neck, my shoulders. Like, things would just swell up in my body because I'm holding so much tension and stress inside of my body. I had, I had to deal with the weakened immune system. I've never had a heart attack, but I have dealt with chronic pain. And those who are closest to me know that I have been dealing with that for a long time. And it's very agonizing and very irritating as well. But I had no idea that that's why I was harboring so much inside of me and dealing with so much pain. It's because I was emotionally dealing with pain. And I was mentally dealing with pain. So naturally, my body reacted to that, those things that I was going through. And it physically manifested into pain, inflammation, weakened immune system, things like that. And you may also go through a body and mind. You go through it where your body and mind feels disconnected. And this is called disassociation. And this is when you become detached from reality. So people who disassociate, I've dealt with this as well. You totally detach yourself from reality. You, you're, you're sort of like numb in a way. You you don't really too much care about anything that's going on around you because you're just so numb and you detach yourself to protect yourself. You do this to protect your emotions, to protect your mind. But this is something that's not healthy at all to do. It's not. That's like sometimes if you've ever heard of children who've been abused, they go somewhere else inside of their mind and they dis detach from reality while this abuse is going on or not just a child, anybody, when you detach from reality and go somewhere else in your mind to distract yourself from the, the things that's happening in the present moment. Um, also, you might experience brain fog, um, forgetfulness. You can't concentrate. You have memory loss. Your thoughts be all over the place. You know, it, it's just like you feel like you don't know if you're coming or going, going or coming. You, you don't even know. And, you know, your thoughts will be racing. You'll constantly have thought after thought after thought. You, there's no time for you to concentrate on anything. And you'll be very confused on how you think or how you feel. You will not be sure and confident in yourself at all. You will not trust your thoughts. You will not trust yourself. You will feel so much, like, just anxiousness. You will feel out of control. You might get frustrated or angry easily because you're not happy with the circumstances that you're going through and you don't understand what's going on around you. So that can really make you easily frustrated. And I've definitely been through that where the smallest, tiniest, most minute thing will make me angry. Stuff that I would never have gotten angry about before or stuff that would never have bothered me before. It triggered everything okay you may experience major trust issues and you'll put up walls i've also done this you naturally want to protect yourself because when you feel like you can't trust with your heart and you can't feel with your heart and you can't you don't want to receive anything because you're afraid you're going to get hurt you put up a wall or a fence some people put up barriers like Thick barriers. <laughs> Nothing can penetrate this, okay? Nothing, okay? So you do this and because you, 
And you also don't believe that you're safe with anybody. It doesn't matter who it is. It could be your parent. It could be somebody who really, really loves and care about you. It could be your children. It could be your friends and family. You do not trust them at all. You do not, you would not put your faith in them. You would not feel safe with them. It does not even matter. And it's nothing personal. It's just your way of, it's the person's way or our way of guarding ourselves. It, it's just, it, it happens. Sometimes you don't even realize that you're doing it, but you do it. It's a defense, a natural defense mechanism. Some people may pick fights with people just because of unresolved trauma. And one might feel constantly, they might feel like they're on edge or, you know, any moment, anything bad can happen. And you may try to do some risky things to feel a rush of certain sensations, adrenaline. You want to feel again. So you'll do something very risky or very ballsy to get that feeling, that rush that you feel from love. Instead of actually feeling it from love, you want to get that rush from something else. And you might, you know, go out and have sex with a whole bunch of people just because you think that that's going to replace that rush, that feeling, that euphoria you feel, you feel like it's going to replace it, but it doesn't at all. Or you might go out and, you know, decide you want to just jump off a cliff or jump off a bridge or do something really crazy, like drive your car in front of another car, play chicken with cars. Like you just do something and get some type of adrenaline rush, okay? And... This happens just so you can get a break from the trauma that you feel or the trauma you endured. You want a break from it because it's so agonizing and it's so painful and it's so constant that you just need a break. So you'll do anything to to not feel that trauma or that pain. Hey, I'm not here to judge because I've done some risky things. I've done some really crazy things in order to feel that rush in order to feel that euphoria that love gives you that that warm feeling or that excited feeling I've done it and it was not worth it at all but it was a less a lot uh, <laughs> it was a life lesson okay <laughs> so you are you might also replay trauma in your mind over and over again, which will cause depression. And this will cause you, by doing this, you're overanalyzing your faults. You're overanalyzing things in your mind. And it's not healthy for you. You you might think like, oh, I should have given this person a try. Or I should have done this better in my relationship. Or I should have done, I should have did this, you know, with my family or with my mom. I should have told her that I, you know, I care. I should have opened up more. I should have did this. I should have did that. I should have loved my children more. I should have did. You just, and it eats away at you. It eats away at you. It eats away at you. And soon you'll be down. You'll be depressed. You'll be in a low place because you've talked yourself into it in your mind. And it's hard to get that voice out of your head that tells you negative things that are definitely not true. It's hard to do that. 
And you might also experience emotional flashbacks that make you feel like you're still there in that heartbreak that caused you to have a fear of love, that caused you to shut down, that caused you to have negative self-talk or to hear the voices of people in your life that hurt you over and over again. Those emotional flashbacks are very painful because you might be doing good and you might be like, okay, I'm on this fast track to healing or I'm doing a lot better at forgetting about what happened to me. And then boom, out of nowhere, you might have a dream and in this dream, it'll bring up all the emotions that you try so hard to bury. Or you might have a conversation with somebody and they might a certain word can trigger your mind or trigger your emotions and and give you that emotional flashback. It'll have you in that spiral all over again. I've been there so many times and honestly, it's one of the most painful things besides the actual act of someone breaking my heart. It's one of the most painful things to rehash that memory over and over and over again. You may also feel constant shame, like you feel stupid for staying in something that broke you so bad. Or you might feel stupid for loving your parent that really treated you horribly, but you still love them anyway. You were still there for them. Or, you know, you may feel really bad for maybe your children turning their back on you. That might have broke your heart. Or, you know, a coworker or a friend. Whatever it is, you may feel constant shame about this. And you may also blame yourself for things not working out. When in all actuality, anything that does not work out is a lesson to you. And it's also a blessing to you because it makes you stronger. It shows you where you need to tighten up or it shows you where you need to heal. If things keep coming up in your life over and over again, it's because you need to heal from it. It's pushing it up to the surface so you can deal with it head on. You might feel guilt. You might feel bad about what you did or what you didn't do. You may feel bad about who you who you are as a person. Like me, I used to feel bad about having such a big heart. I used to feel bad about that. I can't believe I did, but I did. I I used to feel like that was the worst thing I could have ever had in my life was a big heart. I felt ashamed for staying in relationships that I should have left a long time ago. But I just really wanted to love someone and I really wanted someone to love me. And I'm not ashamed to say this. I'm not. At one time I might have been ashamed, but I'm not ashamed anymore. I have done this. I have I've had relationships with family that I should have broke off, but I didn't do it because my heart was so big. And then I used to be upset with myself and ashamed of the fact that I had such a big heart and that I was a loving person. All I wanted to do was love and get love in return. I felt bad about that. And I should not have ever felt bad about it. But it was a lesson and a blessing. So, you know, you may react physically to emotional triggers. Like you might have shortness of breath. You may start sweating. 
anything could trigger you. Certain songs and phrases may bring anxiety. You may get sick, physically ill. Um, you may like smelling certain since smelling certain things like certain foods may remind you of that trauma or that pain. Certain um like colognes or perfumes or certain candles that you might have burned when you was with that person. You know, just certain things to remind you of that pain. It can trigger you. And you might experience chest pains and shaking. These are all like forms of anxiety or symptoms of how people feel when they have high anxiety. You may feel those things. I know me personally, I have experienced the the heavy sweating, like the anxiousness, um, shortness of breath. It feels like a panic attack, basically. And I've been physically ill, like sick to my stomach. When I say, like, you know, the phrase, like, you making me sick. Like, I really felt sick. Like, I really did. Um, But, you know, these are all things, all of the things that you might experience when you have a fear of love or, you, you know, you have that phobia of people getting close to you or people loving you or you loving other people. And it's only because you do not want to get hurt, okay? You do not want to experience that pain all over again. And someone who is dealing with philophobia may have intimacy issues. <sighs> this is a hard pill to, squ- to swallow because a lot of people don't realize they have intimacy issues. Okay, and a lot of people that deal with people with philophobia do not realize that they have intimacy issues. They just think that the person does not like them or does not want to be around them, but that's not the case. They have a, a innate fear of intimacy. Um, and people who deal with fear of intimacy may have a history of fair relationships or absent parents. So you when you deal with that type of thing you may push people away you may push people that you love the most away but it's not on purpose it's not that you just purposely push people away you don't constantly do that it's like you energetically do that or you subconsciously do it to protect yourself or to protect that person and you constantly doubt stability and security of the relationship or the friendship or anything that you're in you constantly doubt that it's real it's stable it's secure it's locked in it's not going nowhere you you have a fear of that so you push people away before they can push you away and we spend so much time being indecisive that we miss the opportunity of being with with the person we love so you know we may spend so much time like going through our mind, like, do I love them? Do they love me? Do they love me not? Like, you know, when people pick roses, that's a perfect example. Like when you were little, you heard that he loves me. He loves me not. He loves me. He loves me not. <laughs> yeah, that's what constantly plays in the back of your mind. And while you're sitting there, he loves me, he loves me not. You're missing on the opportunity of real love, the person loving you and you loving them. And I'm not making light of it. It's just the truth, okay? Um, 
and you, the person who has philophobia can or intimacy issues can also have a fear of abandonment because like I said, you push people away because you feel like they will abandon you. So you push them away so they can't do it to you or hurt you. Even if it hurts that other person. It's like, I don't care. I'm I'm going to push you away because I don't want to hurt you and I don't want you to hurt. Or I don't want you to hurt me. I don't want this to end in like us hurting each other. So let me just push you away first. Or let me just slide you to the side because I just don't want to deal with that. Okay. And this sometimes can happen when the issue gets, or the situation or relationship gets a little too deep. That's when the person is like panicking, like, oh, no, uh-uh, nope, nope, mm-mm, bye, nope. And it's just, when this happens, the person feels like they can't trust anyone else. They can only trust themselves. And they think it's better to leave before being left behind. They think it's better to just only trust themselves. No new friends, no boyfriends, no girlfriends, no new family, no none of that. Mm-mm, no. And these people who have intimacy issues, or I can say I've been there myself. I was highly independent. You know, you don't know how to ask for help. And when you really need it, you just, you don't know how to ask for it. So you don't, you don't, you don't want to feel like people, you know, you don't want to feel like you depend on people because by depending on someone, you would have to trust them. Hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you try to do everything yourself everything alone and you take pride in doing everything i-n-d-e-n-e you know what i'm saying <laughs> y'all remember that song do you know what that means <laughs> yeah that ain't hitting on nothing okay everybody needs something everybody need help from somebody like i realize that now you cannot do everything by yourself some stuff you can't some stuff you can do. Some phases in your life you have to walk alone. That's fine. But at some point, you got to. Some. Mm-mm, no. And. But this makes you feel like you're in control of your life. And you are in control of your destiny. And nobody can say, you. Well, I did this for you. So you owe me this. Or now you're indebted to me. Or you're enslaved to me. But. Feeling in control of your life, it neutralizes your need to depend on others. And you make sure you show them you don't need or want them at all. I don't need your help. I don't need no man. I don't need no woman. I don't need no this. I don't need no that. I don't need no support. I got this big dog, big boss, big bang. (laughs) But on the inside, you're like, oh, Somebody help me. (laughs) But you just can't say it. You can't do it. You just refuse to do it. And so independence, it gives you freedom to keep everyone right where you want them to be or right where you need them to be. 
And that is comfortable enough for you or for us. That is so comfortable because then you don't have to worry about, you know, anything really. You don't have to worry about, you know, someone coming in and controlling your feelings. Because when people have emotional control over you, they can pretty much get you to dance and do whatever. And they can hurt you left and right. They can do whatever they want to do to you. And you're the one sitting there crying. Okay. But there's also a thing called boundaries that will eliminate all that. Okay. And so when also dealing with intimacy issues, we always fall for the wrong ones, the wrong people. Okay. There's usually a history of a, or a pattern of this happening in your life. I can raise my hand and say that I have been there, done that. Okay. Bought the ticket, rolled the ride, all that. I have done that. I have chosen the wrong or fell for the wrong people. Okay. And I have definitely have a history and a pattern of that. And I'm not ashamed to say that. And for me, I found myself attracted to the people who are emotionally unavailable or abusive or rude or unfaithful. And by picking those type of people, um, I had a huge fear of intimacy because I knew these people wouldn't try to get too close to me, but I really wanted people. I, I wanted people to get close to me. I wanted people to, you know, love me and, you know, be tied in with me. But at the same time, I was afraid that they, if I let them too close, they would hurt me. So I would only give them a little bit, you know, of who I was. And because of the people that I tried to give my all to, it's like they hurt me, but they hurt me because they weren't capable. They were not capable of handling my heart. I was not capable of handling my heart because I had so many traumas in there before I became an adult. I had my heart broken before I was even an adult, you know. So, you know, I was already broken and vulnerable. And so I tend to go, I, t- I did go after, it was people that may have been good for me. But I'm like, mm, no, I'm going to go for this person over here. And people will tell me, oh, girl, no. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> What is wrong with you? And I'm like, well, I just love this person. I just see the good in them. Blah, blah, blah. They really care for me. And they didn't give, man, no. They didn't get two nickels about me, okay? So, it's always, you know, it gives us a chance to avoid getting, like I said, getting too close to someone just to be let down. You know what I'm saying? And... We find damaged, aloof, complicated people. And this attracts us because it helps us to avoid intimacy, whether you realize it or not. And we reject the people who are actually more sincere about commitment towards us because we don't trust them, which is weird. It's like we trust the people that will break us but we don't trust the people that won't, you know, it's a psychological thing. Trauma tends to flip everything all around. 
It does. It really does. And it's sick. Also, when you have a fear of intimacy, you may tend to be flaky or inconsistent in, be, in your behaviors and in your actions. And sometimes you may ghost your friends or family members or your loved ones after spending lots of time, you know, with them, opening up, um, you know, getting close. And you can get super deep with them and then you'll stop calling or you stop taking, you know, texting them or you just won't talk to them for days or months or weeks on end because it gets too deep. You know, it's like, ah, I can't shut off, you know. And this is because you're afraid to have an honest emotional connection to people. And so you keep your distance and stop yourself from getting too close to a person. And when someone gets too close for comfort, you run into the other direction and you keep them from coming near you. And this is your way of stopping yourself from getting hurt. And other things that might happen is you may be a perfectionist. You only try to show the perfect version of yourself, the perfect side at all times. Um, You intimidate people by always putting up a front that you're that you're everything. You're perfect. There's nothing that goes wrong in your life. You're all, you wake up like this. You, you know, you exude this, you exude that, but deep down inside you're shaking, hurting, sweating, (laughs) a hot mess, all of that. And people are afraid to approach you or reluctant to approach you because they find it very hard to match you, to match your energy or to, you know, be on the same level as you. They think that they have to jump up 10 flights of stairs to be where you are when you really (laughs) on the first landing. (laughs) But they think would you portray yourself to be at the top, you know, at the top. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with feeling like or being your best and things like that. But if you're really not that person, if you're really not all that great, why put up a mask? Because you're afraid to be vulnerable. You're afraid to show people your imperfections. And also, you may be a workaholic. Guilty. (laughs) Guilty. I'm so guilty of this. This is when you work way too much. Okay, you, you, you only supposed to be at a job eight hours a day. You stay 12 or 14. Somebody say, oh, I got an extra shift that I got it. I'll pick it up. Yeah. Let me get two, three, four jobs. So to to pass the time. And this is because you want to leave little to no room in your personal life. You want to avoid all personal issues with and replace it with constant work. And this way you can say, well, I'm too busy to form a healthy, lasting relationship with this person. I'm too busy. I'm way too busy. I have too much going on. I don't have time. I can't. Nope. I have to work. My schedule is full. I'm booked. What can we do? We can't do anything together. I'll I'll holler at you when I can, which you already know in the back of your mind. That's a lie because you're, you're filled with work. Okay. Or you might have different thousands of hobbies there's nothing wrong with having hobbies there's nothing wrong with working hard but if you're doing this to intentionally avoid people yeah you're afraid you might sabotage your relationships um you might have some destructive poor communication you have a fade to express your feelings properly 
You purposely hurt your partners out of fear. So you just sabotage everything. You might cheat just because you want to sabotage the relationship. You're too afraid to, you know, stand in your power. You're afraid to express your love. You're afraid to trust that person. You might, you know, purposely have horrible communication. You know, people like to have healthy communication. If someone sends you a message, you you would like for them to send you one back. You know what I'm saying? If somebody calls you, you would like for them to answer or at least call you back. You would like to see the person. You know, you would like to, you know, it doesn't matter if it's in a love relationship. This could be in your family, with your friends, your co- whoever, you know. And also, um, <clears throat> with philophobia, you know... It'll give you some painful memories. And this is because you might have had, you know, or you could also have had a painful childhood, a messy breakup. You may have created tons of emotional baggage, you know, in the relationships that you've been in. And you have to notice the signs, okay, so you can break the cycle. The ongoing Ferris wheel of of fear, you know, and you know when you have philophobia, right before you fall in love with someone or right before you open up to someone, it can make you feel really anxious and really nervous, and it'll cause you to run. You will sweat like when I tell you if I'm when I used to get really nervous or scared about love or you know be with a person I would get really hot I would start sweating real bad out of nowhere I could be freezing cold just few minutes ago and it just like oh my god I'm so hot I can't I, I can't breathe I I can't I'm so hot like my heart start beating you might experience nausea and it's it's not like you have a social anxiety disorder or anything like that it's just that it's a really deep feeling, you know, it's really like when someone say you get in a car accident, okay, and you get in a really bad car accident, okay, your first time getting back in a car, you might have a pen, you might start sweating, you might, oh, I can't, I can't get in this, I can't ride in this car, you might not want to drive, you know, it's just out of the traumas or painful memories or, you know, emotional blockages or baggages that you have, so, People with philophobia, they tend to avoid social interactions and feel like building relationships will only bring them pain. Okay? Detachment, like I said, disassociating is to prevent pain. And you're unwilling to take that big leap of faith to find love and to believe if... You believe if you get close to somebody or if you love somebody that they will only hurt you. They will not love you. And yes, it is. It has It will or it might have been times where you have opened up and took taken that leap of faith and you trusted that that person was going to catch you. You trusted that that person was going to love you, whoever it is, and they did not do it. Okay, but. You cannot expect that to happen every time in every relationship or every friendship or every, you know, whatever. 
it, it's not going to have, it's not always like that. Okay. So the fear is very overwhelming and it can cause some people to go into seclusion or into isolation. They will isolate themselves. Like I said, overworking, they will push people away. People call, Hey girl, or Hey, what's up, dude? Um, we, we doing this this weekend. Are we doing this tonight? You want to come and be like, eh, no, or make up an excuse. Oh, I have to work or oh, I'm tired or this or that, blah, blah, blah. Just not go. Okay. And if you have a phobia, you know, you need to, you also avoid the source of the phobia and that'll only make it worse. So say your father um, abused your love. He did not show you the proper love and he damaged you. Um, you might not want to go around your father. Okay. Because you don't want to be reminded of that. Or say you had a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever that took you through a whole bunch of changes. Okay. You would never want to, if you walk past this person down the street, it will cause you to have so much anxiety. That's going to make it worse if you constantly avoid that person or constantly avoid the source of the phobia, okay? And also people who have philophobia might jump from relationship to relationship just to feel love. They might have multiple partners as well, but won't even open up to now one of them, okay? Nobody gets the love, okay? They just want to feel a little temporary high and they're going to move it on along, okay? And... There's no, there's not going to be a deeper level. It's not, it's not going to get any deeper from than surface. You probably won't even know hardly anything about this person. You probably won't. And you probably won't even know that it's a gang of (laughs) y'all. This person is conversating with or chatting it up with or sleeping with or being around or whatever. You won't even know that. Okay. Cause they're not going to let you in past the door. (laughs) And these people with philophobia socially isolate themselves and this can open them up to different addictions and substance abuse or depression and things like that and this is never a good thing because when we have an empty spot we always try to fill it up with something else you know what i'm saying and if you don't know how to fill it up with something healthy you're going to automatically fill it up with something toxic but i'm here to tell you this okay Like I said, the fear of love is real. But guess what? You have to call it out. You have to realize it. And once you realize it, you have to eradicate it. Because we are love. Love is the strongest. And when I say the strongest, I mean the strongest medicine you can ever take to heal anything that you're going through okay love is the best drug in the world drug the drugs look the drugs out here on the streets ain't got nothing (laughs) nothing on love because when you have love not only do you have it for yourself you can you can receive it for yourself but you can give it that's the most pure thing you can do that's the most euphoric thing to feel is when you feel overwhelmed with love when 
you can you can open yourself up to it. And I know once you, you know, experience these things, it's really hard to open yourself back up to experience love and, and it's raw, real, rare form. It's really hard to do that. But it's very possible because we need to, we have to, or we, it's, it's, it's just, it's necessary for us to have healthy love in our life. Now, let me tell you this. You don't have to, I'm not saying you have to just let people, you know, into your personal business all the time. No, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, do not count everybody as bad. Do not mistrust or distrust everybody. People have to show, people will show you who they really are and you should believe them. If they show you they're amazing, believe that they're amazing. Have faith that they are amazing. Don't let your fear cripple you to believe that they're just like someone else or they're going to hurt you because you don't even know if they're going to hurt you. You don't know this. And guess what? If somebody does hurt you, you better believe karma's going to come back and bite them. You better believe it. The best thing you can do is accept it, sit in it. Okay. Okay. So my husband cheated on me. Okay. Hmm. Well, I don't need that person in my life. I, I, if somebody don't want to love me for who I am and they find it, they can find it somewhere else. Let them go ahead. Yeah. He's not the only fish in the sea or she's not the only fish in the sea. If your wife cheating on you or say your family member is backstabbing you treating you horrible okay you know you have to trust that the most high universe the source will send you someone in their place to show you the opposite of what they showed you it's their loss if they treat you horribly it's their loss not yours okay don't you feel bad don't you you hold your head up high because guess what not only is it a lesson, it's a blessing to not have that energy around you. It's a blessing, okay? And speaking of energies, guys. Speaking of energies, I do have a few crystals that I want to highlight and I want to make a star of the show at this moment. And these crystals I found to really help me get over fear and also help me to open up my heart and help me to get over not trusting people, um, the right people, you know, you can, you still, you still can't trust everybody now. I'm not saying trust everybody, but what I'm saying is it'll help you trust the right people. So I really love rose quartz, of course. Rose quartz will definitely help you with your heart chakra. It'll help you get over fears as well. Um, you can also use amethyst. Amethyst is a beautiful purple stone or crystal that will help you get over fear. And it'll also help you with love as well. So you can also try orange calcite. Orange calcite is a beautiful stone to help you get over fears. Um, you can also try smoky quartz. You can also do jasper, red jasper. That helps with your with your um, 
your root chakra. And that helps you to release the trauma that we store in our root chakra that causes the fear, you know. And we can also use carnelian. Carnelian is a beautiful crystal that will help you you know, get a little bravery. It'll help you, you know, bring some love and luck into your life to get you going the way you need to be going. Okay. So those are just a few crystals that I personally like to work with that I really love. You can use, um, also you can use, um, malachite. Oh, it's amazing for the heart chakra. Okay. So at this moment, I just want to give you guys a couple of Because my time is running short. (laughs) So I want to give you guys a couple of positive affirmations that you can repeat after me or you can write it down. And this will just help you to be brave and to conquer your fear and to open your heart and to realize that you can let people in that love you. You You can trust those people. You don't have to push them away. You don't have to have anxiety. You don't have to worry about someone hurting you. You just don't have to worry about that because nobody can hurt you if you do not let them do it. I'm going to repeat that again. Nobody can hurt you unless you allow them to hurt you. Okay. It's easier said than done, but it can be done. Nothing is impossible. Everything is I am possible. I am possible. It's possible. Okay? So, take a deep breath in. Let it out. If you got to close your eyes, do whatever you got to do to get into it. So, the first one is I am brave enough to take chances. I can handle anything that comes my way. I am strong and powerful. My struggles are opportunities to grow. I am capable of achieving my goals. My confidence continues to grow. I am open and ready to give and receive L-O-V-E love. I'm worthy of love. I am love. I love myself. I trust that true love will find me. True love starts from within. Okay. Let's take a deep breath in. Let it out. Release all the negative thoughts. Release all the negative um blocks that you might energy blocks that you might have preventing you from believing these things and just taking the energy of I am brave I can do this I'm strong I can love I am lovable I'm worthy of love any anybody will love me and I can love whoever I want to love you know what I'm saying so I really this is something I ain't gonna lie to y'all okay I'm not gonna hold y'all either but this is something I really struggle with, and I had absolutely no idea that I struggle with this because it is something that's so traumatizing that you don't even realize you're doing it. You, I was, I used to say all day long, I, I don't, I never push people away. Push people push me away. Blah blah blah. At first, I didn't, 
But then once I kept getting traumatized over and over and over and over again, I found myself doing the exact same things that I talked about y'all, talked to y'all about today. I found myself doing it. I did, no lie. And but now it's safe to say that my heart is a little bit more open than it was. Okay, I would not be able to do this and speak openly from my heart if it was still closed off. Because at one time I knew this is what I was supposed to be doing. I knew it, but I couldn't share my heart. I couldn't do it. I cannot. I just couldn't express myself. I just wanted to close myself off from everything and everyone. I did not have the courage to send out love and positive energy. I just didn't because I didn't feel it at all. But now I'm so happy that I do. Okay. So let's wrap this thing on up. I really hope this helps somebody to realize or understand or overstand what philophobia is and let you know that you're not crazy. There's nothing wrong with you. You know, it, it, some healing needs to take place, but it's it's not the end of the world. It's fixable. It's something that if you put in the work to do it, it will actually benefit you. Okay. You are lovable. I'm going to say that one more time. You are lovable. Okay. So just find the people or let the people come to you that really love you and use your intuition and your discernment to see who is supposed to be there and who is not supposed to be there. And the people, if you know that they're no good for you and you know they're not supposed to be there, please don't don't play yourself. Please don't do it because it will just create more and more trauma stacked on top of each other one by one. And it's not a good feeling when you got so much stacked on top of you, you feel like you're drowning or you're buried. Okay, so I just want to let y'all know that I love you guys. Um, If you ever need any help, you know, y'all know where to find me on Facebook. So at Sabrina Smith or on Instagram at Queen Brina CEO. Y'all can always email me at naturalloveharecare at gmail.com. Also, yes, I do have a a brand called natural love it's a hair oil a hair growth oil if you guys would like to order let me know it's my birthday it's my birthday (laughs) and i'm so glad i get to share my birthday with you lovely people i do i appreciate your love from here and also i want to say this okay if you need to forgive you need to forgive, okay? If, if that's another step to opening up your heart is forgiving yourself first for allowing things, for pushing people away. Forgive yourself and then forgive those who traumatized you or hurt you. It's up to you to forgive them, but I'm just saying it'll help a little bit more if you do, okay? You, you have to get some type of closure for yourself. You have to do that, okay? Some type of peace of mind for yourself. It just has to happen. So anyways, anywho, (laughs) I'm going to wrap this thing up and I just want to say, I hope you guys have a wonderful day or night whenever you listen to this. (sighs) Be great guys. And as always, may you fly higher than the galaxy, different in love and light. Let's get it family. Namaste. I'm out. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. (laughs) Don't get sick of me, y'all.